Good evening. It is time for today's Tax Talk. I'm your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. It is Tuesday, Crypto Tuesday, January 24th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, it's Crypto Tuesday. Haven't been on a Crypto Tuesday a couple weeks. I was away for, for a week. Last week, something else was up. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Something was up. Oh, I know it. I was at the Hawks game last Tuesday. I had uh, some clients and attorney attorneys and others at the uh, David Hochberg, Hock, Team Hochberg suite up at the United Center. Um, you know, become a member at the uh, at, for Open Tax Advocates, and maybe you could be there next time. We're going to go in March for the uh, for a Bulls game too. So. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The week before, I think I was in uh, Gatlinburg in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. It was a business. Went out there on business and you know saw some sights. It was very nice. Um, so we're back uh, today talking about crypto. And uh, today's today's title, right? Seashells, the digital currency. There's a really good article, and I I was you know there's. I had to pick what I wanted to talk to about today, so I found this article. But, but like we always do here on Crypto Tuesday, we always start with, um, we always start, uh-oh, we always start with the markets. Here's the crypto markets. Uh, and it doesn't really look good today, right? It's, again, Ethereum and, and Bitcoin and Litecoin are, are tracking each other, like always. But I think that's a little deceptive in the sense that here's a 30 days. Here's what's going on in the last 30 days. Well, it's been a pretty much of a rally the last 30 days. There are those who believe uh, that the crypto uh, run has something to do with the airports being shut down. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about it, but you can look into that. And now I see that the New York Stock Exchange Exchange had a glitch in their software. Coincidence? I don't know. Could be. Um, but uh, there are those who believe the run-up has to do with that, that the U.S. government needed Bitcoin to pay. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's some speculation. But here it is. It, it's been run-up uh, nowhere near what it was, but still better than the 16000 Look at that. I mean, it's a it was a pretty fast run-up. Uh, in that, so so here's a, here's the article I was talking about: perspective, cryptocurrency, the U.S. dollar, and your wallet. The Federal Reserve is experimenting with digital money, but the dollar is safe for the foreseeable future. I hope that's true. Uh, I, I mean, I want the American dollar to to stay king because I think it, a lot of our economy rides on that, and so I think that that I hope that that's true. So thanks to Lynn Manuel Miranda, now I got to be honest with you, I didn't see Hamilton, and I probably never will. I'm not much of a uh, theater guy, so or a movie guy, so I'm not really going to get a chance to see it. It doesn't take much for my kids to sing about the room where it happened and the compromise of 1790. Don't make don't most kids rap about the trade-off between state debt and the placement of the capital, the big debt. In early American history, famously showcased in Miranda's blockbuster musical, Hamilton, shows the tortured and nonlinear role that money played in our country's development. On one hand, Thomas Jefferson wanted the solitary farmer tilling his bucolic 
farm, it'll be colic. Rural. Okay, so, yes, I had to look that word up. <laughs> to be the new model. While Hammer, Alexander Hamilton saw urban areas as the main driver of prosperity. I think that's true that it is. A, I can see both sides. Ah, that's me. I'm a lawyer. To facilitate complex transactions, Hamilton proposed a national bank that would guarantee each of the colonies debt that the, each of the colonies debt incurred during the revolution. Jefferson saw a central bank as a threat to liberty. He preferred decentralized currency over the strong monetary authority. There are still those who see the federal, the Fed, as a threat to our freedom. And I think many over the years have demonstrated that it is a threat to our freedom. My own opinion. Debates regarding currency continued throughout the 19th and 20th century. The Lincoln administration attempted to unify the currency during the Civil War using green ink, hence the name greenbacks. And debate and debates on the gold or silver standard spurred the candidacy of William Jennings Bryant. In, 2000, in 1913, the Federal Reserve Act brought formal central banking to the United States. Today's debate over cryptocurrency and blockchain continues a central debate over what is money and who maintains its supply. And this is where I think that we took you know, part of this today is about regulation. I think this is where the government gets concerned about who's going to be in charge. Money fulfills three purposes. First, it is a medium of exchange. In an architectural barter system, if I grow wheat and need some potatoes, then I need to find a potato farmer who needs wheat. Specialization is hard. However, because if I write economics papers and want tacos, I need a taqueria looking to trade its wares for economic analysis. Money allows me to convert law briefs, engineering designs, or blue jeans into currency and then purchase whatever I need. Money allows workers to specialize to, to their talents and then trade. Since I do write economic papers and very much like tacos, I'm grateful for it. Money also preserves the value of labor across time. Tomato farmers couldn't retire off a of bumper crop because it spoils quickly, but currency allows them to invest for, for the future. Finally, money serves as a yardstick to measure the value of goods and services across the complex economy. Paper currency and coins are not the only examples of items that serve only all three roles. Seashells, stones, gold, and other precious metals all have served as currency. My grandfather used to buy anything he wanted in World War II in his World War II Army unit using his allotment of cigarettes, since it was against his religious beliefs to smoke them. In his platoon, cigarettes served as all three purposes of money. Today, cryptocurrency offers a decentralized currency that can cross borders digitally and circumvent regimes. Originally, computer processing time or mining determined how many Bitcoins users would have in their digital wallets. Investors could purchase Bitcoin in a marketplace using their nation's currency. Certification of the digital currency would come from blockchain, a type of electronic lock and key that would identify an individual coin with a mathematical mathematical encryption. In the wild west of cryptocurrencies, the blockchain acted like a sheriff's deputy riding alongside the Wells Fargo wagon. But today's cryptocurrency fill the traditional roles of but does cryptocurrency fill the traditional roles of money? Well, kind of. It has the potential to be a medium of exchange, but only if people are willing to accept it. 
If my local taqueria doesn't trust my new currency, then no tacos for me. Why are so many crypto ads on... I know that's a very good question. Economists call this phenomenon a network ex- externality, meaning the good increases in value when more people use it, uh, which explains why Facebook was wildly popular while MySpace floundered. Cryptocurrency also struggles as a unit of account. So many competing currencies make it difficult for average consumer to know how many units of crypto we need to exchange for a taco. Finally, as investors move from one shiny digital coin to another, value spikes and drops like a classic roller coaster, causing dizzying gains and devastating losses. Interestingly, in countries suffering from extreme inflation, like Argentina and Zimbabwe, cryptocurrency is more than a local currency because, despite its turbulence, crypto is more stable. The boom and bust cycle of the newest digital gold rush may harken back to the time of the hopes and dreams of the 49ers of the California gold rush. Unless cryptocurrencies can better facilitate trade and hold market value, they will look more like the Dutch tulip craze than new global currency. Crypto may may teach central bankers some new tricks as the Federal Reserve experiments with digital dollars using similar blockchain technology, but the U.S. dollar will, will... adapt around the edges and preserve its dominance for the foreseeable future. I just thought that was an interesting article in the sense that it explained a little bit, uh, again, about economics and currency. You know, uh, um, McAvee, John McAvee often talked about crypto and its real promise as as a medium of exchange. It's turned into more of a store of value, at least it did, and that's why you know, it was buying and selling. And while it was going up a lot, you know, very quickly, and that's why many people made a lot of money very quickly, well, people didn't want to spend it because you wanted to hold it. So it doesn't make a good medium of exchange. As it fell quickly, most most commodities and, and uh, other markets fall much more quickly than they rise. Well, then I don't want to buy, I don't want to take a crypto and exchange because if you buy something today, it may not be worth the same tomorrow and I've already accepted it. So I'm not getting what I need uh, in value for the exchange. So with the, and as this, and so I thought this was a very good article that pointed that out. Uh, the next article I want to talk about has to do with uh, regulation because that's the next thing, right? That we all know one of the things is the government does feel threatened by cryptocurrency uh, because of the if it takes over the the currency markets where will the governments be and they're concerned about that I understand the, the concern but I'm more concerned with freedom than I am with the government's stability well I don't mean to I don't mean to be flipping about it yes we do need government security that's but not at the cost of human freedom right uh Russia was stable for a time, right? But but human freedom isn't always worth. China is stable right now, has been for some years. But human freedom at what cost, right? So that's what I'm. That's my point. So let's go back to the let's go back to the um, story. Crypto actors face increased enforcement spurred by DOJ network. So that's the Department of Justice that we all know we can trust with everything. They have demonstrated that over and over and over again. 
Adding to the turmoil in the cryptocurrency industry over the past year, the Justice Department has been more actively pushing criminal enforcement actions around cryptocurrency and other digital assets. For observers of regulatory activity in this space, the DOJ's priorities come as no surprise. Announcements in the past year by the White House and the DOJ point in the direction that resources for digital asset enforcement are only going to increase, and with it, more prosecutional firepower aimed at bad behavior in the cryptocurrency industry. DOJ and White House enforcement priorities are increasing risks for financial institutions involved in transmission of digital assets, prompting in-house departments to stay ahead of the compliance march. On September 16, 2022, the DOJ announced a new nationwide digital asset coordinator network of federal prosecutors as part of the response of Joe Biden's March 22nd, I mean 2022, executive order. This network will comprise more than 150 federal prosecutors in U.S. Attorney's Office nationwide and at various DOJ offices in Washington, D.C., These experts will develop past best practices for investigating and prosecuting suspected digital asset-related crimes. In the world of blockchain, where new tokens, coins, and other digital assets are created and exchanged every day, the DOJ believes that commanding more prosecutional resources for the development of expertise in the field will help it better identify and stop crypto criminals. Similar prosecutor networks have been deployed successfully in areas such as intellectual property crime and anti-terrorism. That's one of the things I want to bring out. You know, you know, in after nine eleven, the um, after nine eleven, you know, the, we they went crazy. The DOJ went crazy in them and coming up with new laws and all these regulations that, in the end, probably didn't make us much safer. Yet in, in infringed on all of our um, freedoms much more than than necessary, in my opinion. I always say that because it is my opinion. But that's, so we have to be careful whenever overreacting. And sometimes with what's going on, right, they use these news items to um, tighten the screws, so to say, uh, on different areas. So with the FFX or FTX um, debacle, you know, which very much was allowed by government since he bought his way into the government and paid many government employees and the SEC and all of them. And so, but now they're using that to crack down on everybody else. How convenient. In addition to its initiative, the DOJ proposed three regulatory and legislative priorities for combating cryptocurrency crime. The first priority is to amend the anti-tip-off law for financial institutions to include digital assets. Which would, take, which would make it a crime for officers or agents of financial institutions to tip off customers when their records are sought by law enforcement. By including digital assets in the anti-tip-off law, enforcement officials may make it more difficult for customers to evade detection, gaining another arrow in the investigative quiver. And also, infringing on rights of people who are innocent Right, you're innocent until proven guilty, but not when the government can go into your bank account at, at any whim and not tell you. Just a thought. Just a thought. Uh, the third DOJ priority is increasing the limitations period to ten years for all crimes that involve transfer of digital assets. This will allow the DOJ to me- me- methodically investigate complicated crypto crime allegations. 
Well, let's go to the second because I think I skipped it. The second prior penalty is the strength of penalties and broaden the application of criminal laws governing operations of unlicensed money transmitting businesses. Unlicensed money transmitting businesses. This proposal would give the DOJ and other federal enforcement agencies more power to regulate and bring prosecutional action against digital asset exchanges and other financial institutions involved in cryptocurrency transmission. When paired with the establishment of the DAC network, these priority proposals bolstered the DOJ's arsenal in investigating and prosecuting alleged digital asset crime, while simultaneously increasing enforcement risk for financial institutions involved in the transmission of digital assets. Well, it means that they'll probably less likely to involve themselves in it, doesn't it? When maybe we need them involved in it. I don't know. Uh, in parallel with the DOJ, the White House announced adding additional priorities for regulatory and enforcement agencies in the digital asset industry. For the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, the Biden administration encouraged aggressive investigations and enforcement actions against alleged unlawful practices in the digital asset space. Remember, those two agencies are battling each other over primacy. Who's going to be in charge? They both want to be in charge. SEC Chair has already brought uh, or settled more than 30 lawsuits related to cryptocurrencies, and we can expect more to come. For the Treasury Department, the White House committed to devoting more resources for identifying, tracking, and analyzing risks risks related with digital asset markets, as well as completing uh, an illicit finance risk assessment on decentralized finance by the end of February and an assessment of non-fungible tokens by July. The expansion of the enforcement resources to combat alleged digital asset crime signals that that law is coming after cryptocurrency bad actors and some good actors. As the DOJ expands the capacity for federal prosecutors and federal law enforcement agents to understand and police the digital asset industry, the cryptocurrency industry should bolster compliance by understanding that related laws and regulations and anticipating future changes that may stem from the DOJ or White House proposals. Well, again, we know that that's what's going to happen. We know that increased regulation is right around the corner and that we all have to be, uh, have to be aware of it. You know, there, uh, and these are the, re- the reporting uh, regimes of the IRS, right? The 1099B, the 1099K, and all of these other 1099s. They're coming out with a 1099DA, the digital asset 1099. So they really, this is how they're going to track everything. And this is where they're going to keep an eye on. And they're going to require this regulation um, and bookkeeping of all of these agencies, or I should say uh, uh, boards, cryptocurrency exchanges and, and whatnot, uh, to report directly to the IRS exactly what you're putting in and what you're taking out. There's one more story. I'm not going to have time to get to it because I, I just got to this story as I was coming to uh, as I was coming to do the show. So let, I just wanted House GOP's crypto point man is curious but skeptical. So I just wanted to point this out. Representative French Hill has been leading Republican voice on digital currency oversight the last few years, and he's now being tasked with chairing the first financial services subcommittee dedicated to crypto. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Uh, because that's going to, they're going to have hearings, and we're going to keep an eye on what what regulations they propose. So keep up keep up with this space. Remember, we need you to like and subscribe. Uh, we need you to like and subscribe to the content. 
Where else are you getting this kind of stuff? You're not getting it anywhere else. So we need you to come back every day to today's tax talk to get this and then like it and share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you are facing IRS problems, if you have unfiled tax returns and you don't know what to do, first thing you should do is get a copy of my book, Deal With Your IRS Problems Today. Go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com, get your free copy. I will pay for the publishing. I'll ask you to pay for the shipping and handling. Go to freeirsbook.com and get that. I've also uh, got a um, a new workshop, tax workshop coming up. If you go to fightbacknow.com, I almost forgot the name. Go to fightbacknow.com. You can see when the next uh, workshop is, when the next tax workshop is. It's free to, for business owners, really anybody, but business owners will find an interest in here on what they can do to cut their taxes, uh, solve IRS problems, and and uh, pay less in taxes, as I mentioned. So go to fightbacknow.com and find that. So thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you can join us then. In the meantime, uh, God bless you, and uh, we are now out. Oh, let me go back make sure I hit the right. Thank you.